Welcome to the Mythic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brummett, and I am so excited to be joined by a friend of mine, a friend of friends, Jack McAdoo. Today we're going to be exploring, you know, that sense of the aloha spirit and the importance of kindness and courage in our life and what that can bring through as we are on this epic journey of life. Thank you for joining me today, Jack. It's so nice to see you and meet you here in this container. Really is such a pleasure to Absolutely. have you. Absolutely. I appreciate you allowing me to be in this space with you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Today, as we get into our journey, just as a refresher for any new listeners out there, a mythic life is a life free from the constraints of old stereotypes, led by the adventurous soul that is striving for joy fulfillment of purpose, and the quest for higher growth and connection. A person who believes there is more than meets the eye, that pursues personal development, alternative medicine, lifestyles that are wanting to break free from the societal norms, and explore their mystical abilities. There's greatness within everyone, and a soul desiring for joy. And I've been listening to your podcast, I've been following, you know, what you've been putting out in your message in social medias and just getting a sense of who Jack is. I'm so thrilled to have you here today and really hear your story, what's led you to your heart and that pursuit. You know, I have read through your bio and checked out your work. Man, what an adventure, what an epic life. Yeah, it's been a ride. <laughs> it's been a ride, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like when you drop in on that wave and you really don't know how it's going to choose to go over the reef and <laughs> figure out if you're going to wipe out. Yeah. You look at it, you take off, say, I'm going to do that. And you try it out and it's either going to work or it's not, or you're going to eat it. You know, it's one of the two. Yeah. And you learn to come out of it. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I grew up in Santa Cruz as a surfer. So, uh, okay. So, you know. <laughs> you know, my big brother was, he was a big wave rider, you know, he did all the Maverick stuff and I barely played around with toe-ins with him and stuff. Yeah. It was more of a, a lifestyle hobby for me than like yeah. really fully what he embraced. But what I learned in not getting into it as much is I had to learn how to fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you don't enjoy falling, you're never going to try and paddle into that wave. And I think that's kind of a thing of life. Yeah, absolutely. There's lessons in it. You know, you take off on anything that you desire to do. The first step is taking off, you know, to get over the fear to do it. And and I think a, a lot of us are addicted to that fear. But it's a matter of going into it. You know, the surfing analogy is, yeah, you got to take off on that wave, you know, before you can even surf. But yeah, it's the fear of letting go. It's the fear, you know, of the comfort zone. And we're just addicted to that. And it's a matter of letting it go and enjoying the ride, you know, and once you keep doing it over and over and learning these lessons along the way, you should be, you should be fine. Yeah. I remember so many times of exploring. I mean, I know it's an analogy, this surf analogy, we're going to get more into like kind of what's been happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. I never wanted to paddle out alone. The idea of doing it with somebody else and how we build and cultivate relationships and knowing that we're not alone is such an important thing. And yet that being said, the adventure of this is you never know when that, that churn's going to happen. 
Yeah. You know, no matter what, what we do, surfing, business, no matter what we do, it's always comfortable to have someone with us. And it's good. It's good for the soul. It's good for the ego. It's good for all of that. But at that same time, we need that space and the strength to be able to do everything on our own. I'm not saying that we need to carry, you know, the burden. I mean, well, we do carry the burden, but sometimes, you know, with people around, we don't embrace the situation, if that makes sense. We're always passing it off to someone else to help carry the load. But if we can learn to carry everything ourselves and to do everything on our own, we'll be, we'll be stronger in the long run, both physically, mentally, all of that. But having people around you is good, you know, for the encouragement and everything that it brings to your life. But I think the main thing is to be able to be in your own space, to create your own space and to live within that. Uh, and it allows you to get more creative and to express yourself around other people as well. Did you grow up in Hawaii? Yes. Well, well, you moved around, right? You had like this military family life. Yeah. My father was in the Air Force. He met my mother in Hawaii. She's from Hawaii. And, you know, they got married and here I am. And then we went around the world. I was born in Florida, went to Spain. Well, went to Hawaii for about six months and then we went to Spain. And we were there a few years and we got back from Spain, mom and dad divorced and, you know, traveled around the world again with my father in the Air Force. And then uh, he passed away, went to a military school. It was brutal. I mean, brutal. It was a lesson in itself. Mm-hmm. And then I found uh, my brother called me and said, we found mom and uh, she was in Michigan and I went to see her for a summer. And she said, I'm moving back home to Hawaii. And it was my ticket out of military school. Wow. <laughs> So, you know, at uh, 10 years, 11 years old, I'm, I'm in Hawaii, you know, and I, and I grew up there and I stayed there until, gosh, 1985, I guess. Time to date, you know, myself, but yeah. And uh, I go back, you know, I still have family there. Yeah. A lot of cousins and things like that. Most of my, you know, aunts and uncles have, have uh, journeyed on, mm. but uh, yeah, it's, it's still home. No matter where in the world I am, Hawaii is home. And how old were you when you started to get into, um, you were working in music initially in Hawaii, right? Yeah, that started when I was 15, 16 years old. Hawaii was an interesting place for entertainment music. We had everyone coming there. Any celebrity was there and they would help us with music and things like that. But the music scene in Hawaii was massive from Hawaiian music to people breaking off into their own jazz was prevalent when I was growing up. And we had our albums and things like that played on the radio there locally, just as you would hear someone in top 40. So it became a thing. I met a bunch of concert promoters there, got into that, learned how to become an agent, learned how to become a manager. I eventually started booking bands in Hawaii at Mm. uh, most of the venues and things like that. So yeah, got out of that, went to LA and dealt with some, you know, A-list people and uh, moved on from there. Yeah. Entertainment was a big part of my life. For a long time. And then what happened? What what was the transition out of music into stage? Well, music was a ride in itself, you know, away from Hawaii and uh, living in LA and, and working with the people that I was uh, privileged, sometimes blessed to work with. Sometimes it was a curse, but I saw everything and I ended up getting away from it for a little while. I wanted to be somewhere outside of LA and I was in Denver. I moved to Denver. And uh, just love the scenery, love the mountains, love the snow. You know, being from Hawaii, all it was, it was hot all the time. So I just love the snow. 
And I met someone, we got married and had a son. And to raise my son, music just was not in the cards because that was a life that kept you away from everything. There was a lot of drugs. It was just a bad scene. I'm not saying all music has that, but I was you know, around people that were into that. And I just didn't want to go back to it. So, you know, I, I was married, had a son, became a general manager of a restaurant <laughs> and just was away from music. Still had my toe in it in case I ever wanted to go back. But uh, yeah, that's how I got out of it. But I've dabbled in it a lot since then. I've kind of in and out since I'm back in media and entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um my teacher, you know, I, I practice theta healing as a technique and the the founder of the technique, her name is Fina Stiebel. She's gone through uh, multiple marriages. She actually has had four husbands throughout the course of, of her life. And, and she says, each one feels like a past life. Like, you know, we kind of live through these chapters. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like we run this course of purpose. And sometimes things kind of end sometimes they kind of don't transition well to the next chapter like and we go through these initiations to like have to rediscover ourselves yeah you know so as we're exploring this it just sounds like these phases like when you think back to those times do you find that you relate to that version of jack how does it feel distant to you interesting that's a good question a part of me is still there and I think it'll always be there for a long time. I was still living in it mentally. You know what I mean? Always thinking about it because again, there were some good things about it as well, but yeah, I think back to it. It's taught me a lot of lessons, you know, for who I am today. And again, you know, journeying into the next phase of the next chapter. A lot of times I was forced into those chapters or if I did leave, I would slam the book on the other one and then have regrets and constantly think about it. Those are all lessons that, you know, you end up learning. And uh, it just, all those lessons brought me into this nice, peaceful space where I am today. But uh, yeah. What do you feel you embrace most of those lessons? Like, what do you really turn to? Trusting in myself, I think. Knowing that no matter what happens every day from the moment we open our eyes and take the first, you know, that first cleansing breath in the morning, that Everything is a lesson and we learn from it. And those things that we did in the past, whether being good or mistakes, they were lessons to bring us into a, a better situation today, a better version of ourselves today. And again, if people are open to it and mindful of the things that are going on around them, no matter if it's good or bad, know that it is a lesson and understand that it's a lesson. And the moment that we're in, you know, we're breathing in right now is already gone. What we just talked about is already gone. And you need to learn that. You know, we can't change it. It's already gone. And again, so you learn lessons with that to take into tomorrow if we're blessed to have one. So often lessons are offered and and yeah. not really integrated. Yeah. I remember with my practice, I didn't even really finish high school. I went and got my GED. I screwed up in high school. My father died when I was 14. I just kind of went crazy. And, you know, I did explore some college. I didn't complete college, right? So. Right. When I went into having a practice, I was like, oh my God, I'm stepping into being a professional at something that I'm only talented at. You know, I had these gifts, I went to trainings, and literally I'm going into sessions with surfer t shirts and all this I, stuff. I get it. I like, get oh it. my gosh. And 
life gave me the lessons to learn how to be a professional. And so often going through it, it's like, oh my God, I'm failing at this. I'm struggling at this. And it's more just like shifting in the mindset yeah. of, no, I'm actually being given opportunities to grow here. I think it's like, you know, for you and for many of us, it's like when we step into a situation that we want to pursue, uh, like your teaching and things like that, you're stepping into it with this little bit of fear, but it's your purpose. And it was there all the time. It was always there for you. It's just, you hadn't stepped into it at that point. And you didn't realize the lessons that you had learned. You just weren't cognizant of them, but they were there. Subconsciously, they were there. And then when you jumped off into it to do your work as the professional, you picked up on those things. Those lessons were there and you, you, you remembered them. And that's what that is. So you stepped into it and everything just worked. Everything mm. was in sync, magically in sync. Amazing. Magically in sync. <laughs> yeah. It is beautiful how life flows that way. Yeah. You're right where you're supposed to be, man. <laughs> and just in that place of what you were sharing before of how something created this internal trust. That takes a lot of courage to trust. Yeah, it does for anyone. And, you know, when I read through your bio, when I, when I hear your story of going through this journey of major movement, you're in Atlanta now, revisited Florida, you know, yeah. you went to the mountains, Hawaii, LA. Yeah. I've been everywhere. I, I lived in Florida for over 20 years, though. I was settled there. And then uh, well, if you read the bio, you saw it. I got into a relationship and moved back to California. Mm-hmm. And that was a lesson. That was probably the one of the biggest lessons of my life, that relationship. I would have to give the other person credit, a lot of credit for who I've become today. You know, because uh, each destination, there was a purpose for those destinations. I think Denver, again, was just, it was just a beautiful place. I absolutely loved it. It was grounding. I lived in Denver and Boulder, and it was just this amazing grounding effect there. Florida was just Florida. You know, I loved it. I was a resident there. And, uh, but yeah, LA taught me a lesson, a major lesson in life. Wow. I'm grateful for it. It took a while for me to understand it. Some of the events that happened in in the relationship, they were themes to past relationships. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes as men, we don't like to accept the responsibility or blame and things. And and then I felt abandoned by all of them. You know, it's like, damn, you know, all these women are gone and everything else. And then there was a realization moment that, well, the common theme is me. (laughs) So, you know, I had to dig deep. And, uh, when I was doing some shadow work, literally, I was in Kentucky staying with a friend and after California. Mm-hmm. And then this word just hit me. It's just like the divine just hit me. And it just said, you need to be humble. And living in humility became my theme. And I think that once we can all learn to be humble and live in some, some humility, the world can open up. The world can open up and all the lessons are there. All the challenges were there and you can see everything. It's right there. And if you can understand and accept those things, life can be absolutely amazing. It already is, but you just have to see through the mess. Absolutely. You know, I have, I have four kids and for the most part, my house is pretty messy. It's hard to see how (laughs) beautiful it really is half the time. Right. But 
I feel you there, man. Uh, these really important lessons to be able to reflect on and to be able to tune in and listen. You know, I know I've really been appreciating your podcast, your message of how important it is, how we treat each other. Yeah. You know, that, that sense of how we show up in the world, like we are all on this discovery path, this Mm -hmm. spiritual experience of life, you know, this magic carpet ride. (laughs) It really is. It can be epic. It can be scary. It can feel confining, but then how we choose to show up in our actions, integrating of these lessons. Yeah. It's such a huge key. What do you do to tap in, to listen to that? Well, I think first, everything comes down to yourself. First and foremost, you've got to do the work within yourself. I say this on my show all the time. You have to do the inner work. As ugly, as scary, as crappy as it is, you have to get in there and dig deep. There's going to be some pain. There's going to be all kinds of stuff that you were afraid of. But you have to get in there and dig it out, work with it, understand it, and acknowledge it, and then move on from there. You have to love yourself and treat yourself well and respect yourself. You got to be able to look in the mirror and say, I love you, and literally mean it. Hmm. Until you can do those things, what kind of service are you to other people? You know what I mean? We can half-step everything and help them in certain ways, but... Could you imagine the amount of help that you can offer someone if you were cleaned up inside? I mean, look, we're not all perfect. We're not going to get to that 100% perfection. That's the life journey to try to get there. But once you can clean out most of the mess, you can be of service to other people. And by being in service to other people and cleaning out your own life, you can understand what other people are going through. And we can never prejudge someone. First of all, that's wrong. But second of all, someone can be in front of you with a smiling face and everything and just be ripped apart inside. So you have to listen to them and respect them as well. And sometimes when they come back at us with anger, is it real anger or if it's just a struggle that's inside? And so you you need to stick around just a little bit to tell. And if you've done the inner work, you're going to be able to, to know if it's just someone's really got some anger issues or if they're dealing with something inside. So the first thing is, yes, to do the work within yourself, to love yourself so that you can offer that love and encouragement to someone else as well and respect them that way. Everyone needs to be respected. Everyone is on their own journey and and, and we don't know what their journey and purpose in life is. We just don't, you know. So beautifully said. And it really, it does come back to doing the work. Yeah. My wife and I were just talking about that this morning of like, well, what do we have to do right now? And it's like our mind always tries to fix problems, but sometimes we have to just like take a pause and reflect yeah. in and like, what is my heart saying? Absolutely. What is my heart needing? And having that sense of process. I know so many men, it's a real journey to be able to go into that softening and vulnerability mm-hmm. and like actually reflect inward. Yeah learning that lesson of humbleness and like having a sense of humility. Yeah. It's hard to get to that place. I think getting to that point too, to get there, it requires uh, who cares what they think. I think we all need to get to that moment of who cares what they think. 
-hmm. You need to live in your authenticity, man. And if you have a vulnerable moment as a man, have that moment. Don't hide it because you're worried about someone, you know, what someone else would think or that. I don't know where this came from. Men aren't supposed to be that way. No, that's BS. You know, you came to this planet. We're all here. We all have emotions and we all have feelings. If you don't release them, then that's something else that you're going to have to do some work on down the road. So if we could all just get over that, what are they going to think about me? If you can get over that, man, be vulnerable, release, have that soft moment, you know, cry, do whatever you need to do because you can never fully work on yourself and live in your true authentic self. If you don't get rid of that first, you know, and especially today, everybody's caught up in social media about what they look like and how they feel and everything else. I know it's, <laughs> it's so much noise. It's incredible. A lot of noise. You know, I was doing a session earlier today and it's like, it's really about the art of listening instead of trying to yell so much. <laughs> There's a lot of that too. <laughs> it's a big room of everybody speaking loudly. Yeah. You know, so bringing light in really is such a huge key. And this journey that we're on, you know, how you really have brought it to this place around purpose of helping inspire others. What's happening now in your field? What are you bringing to uplift and transform the world? First of all, you know, for me, it's just number one, it's being real and authentic. Yeah. Number one. I I understand a lot of the pains. I mean, my journey has seen pain. It's seen suffering, all self-inflicted. You know, we we are all the makers of everything that has happened to us, good and bad. We can't blame anyone else because if you get deep, you'll know that you are the cause of that. You're the one that placed yourself in that situation. So I have that perspective and I know what the pains are, but I also know what it takes to bring joy. And people just need a reminder and encouragement every single day. And even for myself, for my own brand and purpose, I'm beginning to shift. I'll I'll never get rid of the inspiration space or the motivation space. I'll never leave that. I believe I'm here for that, to motivate and try to be a blessing, not to try, but to be a blessing in people's lives and encouragement. But for me, I've got into a lot of the visualization techniques, what manifestation truly is. And there's so much stuff about manifestation. I see people write something down on a note, put it under your bed and sleep for three days and boom, it's there. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) You know, the movie, there's movies out there without naming them, but there's movies out there and say, if you just stare at your vision board for a little while, BMW is going to fall out of the sky. It doesn't work that way. So there's different techniques and things like that. There's HemiSync, which is called the gateway experiment and the gateway process that the CIA actually did something on. And it brings together the hemispheres of the brain. So I'm talking about that. I'm I'm actually trying to bring life into people as far as positivity goes. I'm going to be doing a 21-day challenge. It's a free challenge. There's no, no strings attached. That'll be coming out next week to help, you know, lift people in some way, in a fun way. It's for all ages, for kids as well, teens, you know, seasoned adults, yeah. just something for, you know, that they can do like gratitude jars and things like that. And then to to do more, I have a master's class that it's getting ready to happen. Uh, a master class that uh, probably in about a month, it's really in depth about visualization, bringing the two spheres of your brain together and you know manifestation, just bringing joy. And then at the same time, try to get speaking again. COVID stopped all that. I was on a roll and then COVID happened. 
but just talking to as many people as I possibly can to just, again, to bring joy and positivity in their life and authenticity into their life. One-on-one coaching, all of that, whatever I can do, whatever service that I can provide with true love. And that's what I'm doing. Wow. Beautiful. I absolutely love it. And, you know, just with the message that you're putting out there of really listening to those lessons and finding that place of visualization and meditation and self-reflection. Yeah. This really is what life is about, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful planet. And we have these incredible bodies. Yeah. We all have stuff. And anyone, you know, that says that you can't do the work or you can't enjoy life because you have stuff, you need to get away from them because we all have stuff. No matter how much work we do to better ourselves, we still have stuff. We have bills. We have this. We have family arguments. We have friends. We still have this stuff. Yeah. But the main thing is, is that at the end of the day or anytime during the day that you can bring yourself back to that moment, become mindful of the moment and just relax and just recenter yourself and try it again, because we're always going to have stuff no matter what, no matter what anyone tells you, I don't care what coach says this, what coach says that, what podcaster says it, there's stuff. We just need to learn how to navigate that stuff. Because once you learn from the past stuff, then you're going to be able to sidestep it or just plow right through it. And it's not going to bother you, but you're always going to have it. You know, in certain ways, it's the most addictive drug, right? So what I mean by this is, you know, they say, oh, sugar is the most addictive thing. No, oh, cocaine, oh, heroin. No, it's problems. Problems. Problems that you're constantly trying to solve. And then you're fixated on problems all the time. And it consumes. It consumes our our life force, our free will, our resources. And really what I hear you sharing is that, and I start many meditations off with this. Right now, you're alive. If you didn't eat breakfast, you're at least breathing. If you did have breakfast or your house or you have clothing on, you're okay for this moment. Give yourself permission to be okay. Yeah. And no matter what, every stressful moment that we've had, stress is just a reaction to a situation. Fear is a reaction to a situation. That's all it is. But it'll devastate you, man. And no matter what problem, think about every problem that you've had, all of them, you're still here and you came out on the other side. It's just how we navigate, navigate through it. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to be rough sometimes. It'll be rough. But the thing is, you have to know that you know that you know that you're going to come out on the other side. You're standing here now, you know? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited for this challenge and for. It's going to be fun. What, what you're bringing out there to really have these reflections. We are mythic life. Free thinkers, deep feelers, courageous trailblazers. We own our myth with our vibes, how we think, feel, and act. We believe that love is a given, not something earned. That spiritual is sexy, kindness is cool, and earth is sacred. That everybody has superpowers and life is too boring without magic. We walk our talk and when life gets real, we heal. We choose our path and we make it epic. Jack, thank you for sharing this incredible epic journey and for more about jack check out what he's doing on his website jackmcadoo.com it will be in the the links below 
and he is really getting some incredible things out there through social check him out at jack mcadoo listen to his podcast it really is incredible and thank you so much for joining me today i appreciate you man it's been a blessing to be with you really it it truly is i thank you so very very much absolutely and for everybody listening if you like this podcast you know you can subscribe below check out what we're doing we have some new really wonderful things out there to help with how active we are in our sensory you know we are always bombarded with things from outside from our thoughts from our feelings from our sensations of our body and we have some really great helpful things to help process that check us out at mythiclife.com and join the conversation you know we're on all the socials uh on youtube at mythic life instagram at uh the mythic life on facebook and even tiktok now and if you really want to have some experience we have our free healing circle every month that's live and um so excited to just keep this message going forward so thanks everyone for joining and wonderful to have you on here jack thank you again aloha Maybe go and surfing sometime. Absolutely. (laughs) That would be a blast. Awesome, everyone. Thank you.